There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. You've seen the reports in the paper again the last few days about rent. About rent gone up. I'm reading from uh, daft.ie's new report on rent. Just looking at Cork where the average rent in Cork City now is 1600 and often up to nearly 1700 a month. And the average rent in the county is now over €1,250 per month. In Dublin, it's over €2,000 a month. Well over €2,000 a month. It prompted a tweet from Podrick Wilson. Podrick is a teacher who's living and working in Dublin um, where he said the average monthly rent in Dublin is now more than my monthly take-home wage as a teacher. And it's very hard to be here. Podrick, on those numbers... As you present them in your tweet, there's absolutely no way that that you'll be able to buy, or much less rent for yourself, buy your own place anytime soon, really, is there? Morning. Good morning, PJ. No, look, there's there's no way, you know, like I'm I'm seven years into teaching, Hmm. and at, at this point in my career, you know, I expected... I expected to have some sort of stability. You know, when I decided what I wanted to do, you know, in, in consultation with my parents way back when, you know, they saw this as like a, a, a really, you know, a good job, a well-paid job. Mm. You know, you get your pension and, you know, I'd always be set up and, and secure. It, it couldn't be further from the truth, to be honest. Without going into too much detail, if you want to go through the numbers for me, so you're permanent and you're seven years in, so how close to the top of the pay scale are you? Well, I'm currently on, on pay scale nine. Um, I actually skipped a pay scale there recently because, because of one of the deals, because I was a, I was a lower paid teacher anyway, because I qualified after, after it had been changed. Sure. I mean, PJ, I think, I think the last time, even, even skipping a scale and moving up two, uh, two points on the scale. I was getting an extra eleven euro. I think it was each paycheck. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know. So your your take home check, if, if you don't mind sharing, your your take home check is what? My take home check is just shy of thirteen hundred every two weeks. Okay. So I'm getting about two and a half thousand every month. Okay. You're from Cork, but you're living in and working in Dublin. There's, I am. There's no way you could afford to live alone, or even live with with one other person. Not a hope, not a hope, um, and, and like it has, like look, I'm I'm two years up here now, PJ, right, and in that time, I'm I'm currently, well, we've just found out recently that our landlord is is selling the house again. 
Right. Unfortunately, I'm living with friends at the moment, um, but we're we're basically out in our ear once you know um, the the ban on evictions is lifted, and it's extremely stressful because first of all, the cost is is outrageous. You know, um, I think the average rate in Dublin now is is actually higher than what I take home. The latest figures that I have in front of me show Dublin's average rent is two thousand two hundred and fifty eight per month yeah. so you'd yeah. be you'd be living on about 300 quid a month after you pay your rent in a decent permanent pensionable job that's unsustainable it's completely un- unsustainable that doesn't take into account the fact that i have to pay for bills on top of that and eat everything do you know what i mean it's it's outrageous um and it's so disheartening because like look i've lived abroad um and it's been great and i, I loved that but i came home because i wanted to be close to my family and i love living here do you know, there's something there's something lovely about being in Ireland. Sure, and even if you were as a Corkman, even if you were teaching in Cork, you'd still be facing a monthly rent bill of just over seventeen hundred, which is over half your salary. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't matter whether I'm I'm here or down in Cork. You know, I mean, it's still completely unachievable. You know, and I I find myself now like dipping into my savings just to be able to afford food are my bills, are fuel, and it makes the idea of me ever having a deposit for a house completely unattainable now. We're going to get to that. Now, you're sharing with a couple of people. It's unsustainable for you at the moment. Mm-hmm. How the heck can you afford to save a deposit for a house or an apartment of your own? To be honest, it's 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 something that I, I've parked because, you know, I see, look, I, I try to put money away whenever I can and then something, some, life gets in the way, PJ, you know, there's does. other things crop up, you know, you have to get the, the tyre changed in your car or something like that. That takes a huge chunk and like the cost of living alone has has risen dramatically. I see it especially in the last six months, you know, where myself and other colleagues of mine are waiting for that second Thursday, every second Thursday, because we either owe money to somebody or, you know, we're really, we're, we're scraping it together just to be able to get to the next paycheck. And, you, like, here's the thing. There was a time, and I'm older than you, when I was your age, to be permanent in teaching, she were made for life at 30, but that's not the case anymore. No, unfortunately, it's not, you know, and like, like, look, I mean, I like to go on holidays and I like to do these kind of things. But like, I really have to, to, to scrape money together to even be able to do anything like that. And like, those are the things that I'm thinking about now going forward. And even even in the last six months or so, I'm like, I can't afford to do the, even those basic things anymore because I won't I won't be able to. I have to pick either save money for, for a house or actually live my life. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and like, you know, I even find myself, you know, sometimes having to like at 30 years of age, PJ, having to ask your parents for a couple of quid just to tie over is it's embarrassing, if anything. In a permanent pensionable job. In a permanent pensionable job, do you know? And as well, what I should say is it is still it, it's not the worst paid job out there at all. No, it's not reflective of, of that. And look, look, we took a cut. I'm a lower paid teacher. I understand that, you know, and there are they have been working and, and the unions have been working to restore some sort of payment. It's definitely not enough. And what I don't understand is how people on less than I am are surviving at all. And some people with families, like I'm fortunate that I'm just looking after myself. I don't understand how people with families of two or three people or two or three children are able to, you know, afford to put to, to, to put food, to food on the table. You know, I've seen um, situations where a couple 
and they're both teachers and they're both living in Dublin um, and they, they were refused um, a mortgage because they're not earning enough money. Two permanent teachers. Yeah, yeah. And this is, and I've, I'm hearing this all the time. And, and what I should also say is, you know, for example, nurses, you know, we see we see it, we hear it all the time in the news, you know, like they're run off their feet. We've got some of the, the, the best trained healthcare professionals in the world and they're all leaving as well. And I don't blame them because they're not getting paid enough to stay here. You, you mentioned that the, the L word, leaving. I mean, here you yeah. are, sorty, qualified teacher, permanent job. I mean, have you considered, you said you were abroad before, have you considered yeah. going again? Well, when when I went away, I went to Australia on a gap year, and I I thought over there, and the quality and the standard of of how we were treated was way better than here. First of all, I have considered going away. The thing that stops me is I'm very much a home bird. I like being close to my family and stuff. Sure, are are your friends packing it in, Patrick? Yeah, like every every time I speak to someone, I I hear of somebody else who's who's heading over to to the UAE and the likes of that to teach or. Um, into different countries in Asia to teach. I a lot of the people that I went to college left soon after we qualified. They've never come back. Um, I know people older than I am who've been in teaching longer than I am who've decided that they're going to go next year because they can't afford a deposit for a house. And what I also have noticed is you know there's a huge lack of subs subs in our schools. Yes. And and we're taking what we're doing is we're we're essentially where well, we can't get a sub. And I see principals on. Twitter at 11 o'clock at night looking for a sub for the next day and they can't get them and what we're doing is we're taking teachers out of learning support roles and then the children who are in greatest need they're suffering as a result and then if we can get subs it's students from teaching colleges and I mean look they're great and they're bringing in fresh ideas but they shouldn't have to to miss college to come and teach for us yes but I have conversation with the with these students when when they're in in the staff rooms and 95% of them, PJ, will, t- will say to me, oh, I'm gone. I'm, I wouldn't stay here. Yeah. I'm not going to work here. So we're training these teachers and we're training them very well. We're training them t- to send them away and yeah. for them to teach elsewhere because the incentives that they get abroad are, like, incomparable. You know, they're getting paid. You know, th- like, the wages in the UAE, aren't, they're not even... They're not even as high as ours sometimes, mm. but the bonuses they get, they get allowances for, for rent. Some of them are living rent-free, yeah. you know? And they're getting these bonuses, you know, every year that they work, they're getting a massive bonus. And then when they leave their job to come home, if they do, which is rare at the moment, they get a massive bonus and they come home with a lump sum. Do you know, I can remember the the last crash, if you like, Padre, you would be much younger. I remember people leaving the country in plane loads because there was no work. Mm -hmm. If, If I'm to listen to you and to understand what you're saying... People are leaving in plane loads despite the fact that there's work. There's plenty of work here, loads of work here. We're, 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 they're crying out for teachers. We're crying out for, for nurses. We're crying out for doctors. As, as I said, I'm up here in Dublin, two years, right? And I can't get a GP up here. So if I need to see a GP, I need to get in the car and go, go home to Cork. Crikey. It's mad, and like um, my sister, she she would be older than me. She left during during the recession. She went to Australia, um, married a guy from Cork. They've got a young family. They came back um, for a visit, and uh, they decided, look, we'd love to come home. Basically, you know, yeah. they saw, you know, like my parents aren't getting any younger. There was loads of support here, looking after the kids and and those kind of things. But because they're abroad, 
they and their savings are abroad, they need a 30% deposit to come home to get a mortgage, which they simply can't afford with a young family. So they're actually coming home and moving in with my parents, you know, and like they're late 30s nearly 40 and for them to have to do that is yeah. just it's I, I just think it's it's a disgrace yeah who do you blame for all this Padraig I mean everyone says oh blame the government and get another government to sort it out is it as simple as that do you think I've had this conversation with loads of people and some are saying you know blame the investors blame the government for allowing them to do this blame the landlords I think it's a mix of of all and I think, look, there are plenty of, like, and I know, like, recently in, in the budget, you know, there was, there's a new tax incentive where, you know, people who are renting will get 500 euro back. That's not enough. Simple, simple as. And also, what, I, what, what we need to also consider is the fact that there are thousands of people in this country renting whose landlords probably aren't declaring it, and they won't get that 500 euro. That's and right. by the time they do, it won't be enough. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? So... Yes, look, we see these little steps and they look great on paper and it's a tick the box for the government. Yeah. But they're really doing nothing for the people who are out working, who are paying taxes yeah. and then getting absolutely nothing back. Do you know what makes me sad talking to you, Padraig? Um, as I said to you, I'm a bit older than you. And mm-hmm. to think of a young, bright, educated, intelligent lad like yourself and you're not ruling it out, getting out of here. That makes me sad. Yeah, it is. Do you know what it, it is? Because we ha- we do have a great country, and I, I love the culture of this, and I, as I of here, and just you know everything about it. And I got home to Cork all the time. Like people always say to me, they're always like, "Why are you? Why do you not live in Cork?" Because all you do is talk about it. I love getting home, <laughs> and I get home as often as I can. But I would never blame anyone for leaving. Yeah. Definitely not, yeah. because you, there's nothing for us to save for really when it comes in terms of money, apart from family and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It is a struggle. It is a yeah. struggle. Do you know? And, and like some of the finer things are some of the things that you should be enjoying at someone my age who's single and, you know, earning and, and doesn't have any dependence on me. Like the types of going on holidays and stuff, you know, those are the kind of things that I'm going to have to reconsider going forward because I'm always conscious of, you know, am I going to be able to afford the rent? Or am I going to be able to afford my car payment? Or to food, you know, to be able to feed myself? I know. Padraig, it's a bleak picture that you paint from a young, qualified, professional working permanently. It's an awful shame. It's an awful shame. Listen, (laughs) thanks for talking to me today and good luck with everything that you do. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. uh, Thanks, Padraig. Padraig Wilson, based in Dublin, Cork-led through and through, permanent, pensionable teaching job. And he, he really is thinking of getting the hell out because his rent is now costing more than half his wages. And he couldn't possibly rent on his own. He's renting with a group of people. They're trying to find a new place at the moment because the landlord is getting out of the game. And if people like that are looking up flight schedules to get out, where does it leave the rest of us? Podrick has a a podcast called The Voice Note, which you can find on any platform. Daft.ie A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's a report every year. It takes a real deep analysis of the state of play with regard to rent and availability of places to rent around the country. Uh, and that report came out just recently. And it looked at every region, every town, every county. Looking at Cork, for example, the average rent in Cork now, average rent is about €1,600 Euro per month. 1607 is the average that, that Daft has. In the county, it's €1,258 per month, which is 4.4, 3.4, 4.4% up on this time last year. But the other shocker in it is the availability, where stock of homes in, in all of Munster, in all of Munster, is something like a quarter of what it was pre-COVID. Adam Ferguson joins me to talk about the report, an expert and consultant with daft.ie. Adam, we have a rent crisis and a stock crisis at the same time. Morning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you just mentioned there, uh, rentals are at an all-time high um, in terms of asking prices. You know, you mentioned Cork County at 1258 and uh, Cork City at 1700 for for monthly rents. Um, I feel really bad for, for renters. You know, it's a really difficult situation. And as you said, it's associated to stock. But, you know, young families, students, anyone who's lucky enough to have an opportunity to move to Cork, isn't going to find it easy um, in terms of the challenge related to stock. You know, my hometown of Bandon has three three units available at, at the moment. Skibbereen has none. Mitchellstown, one. You know, Cork uh, Towns, year-in-year rental is up 26.7%. You know, Cork City has 51 units. 17 of them are only, if you're looking for something greater than a tree bed and you happen to be a family, um, and a real challenge, as you said, is stock. So mom and pop landlords and built to rent are the two um, stock sources really within the private rental space. Um, and mom and pop landlords, built to rent isn't necessarily practical outside of the city and even in the city isn't 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 overly popular. Um, and I know the figures you give me uh, is another figure uh, that the, num- yeah. the, of the number of empty derelict places being allowed to go to rack and ruin. Now, you've got that on one side of the table and the crisis on the other side. Something has to happen, surely, in between, Adam. So derelict properties that could be renovated, again, I I think that's closely linked to the right incentives for mom and pop landlords. So um, if... You know, I know I know a Cork-based landlord recently who's had a couple of properties inspected, and it's brilliant. You know, the properties have got up to a level that's really good, high-quality accommodation, but it's another expense and another reason not to be a landlord, including tax. And then another reason to exit is 
sale prices are exceptionally high. The sale, sale market is in a very good place. Landlords are incentivized to sell when the market is high. Hmm. And as such, they're exiting. And, and the, the incentives just aren't there to encourage them to, to renovate properties. You know, trying to mortgage those properties as a, in a buy-to-let scenario and make a return is not easy. Um, and it's a very, very difficult task. We hear political solutions or political thinking about rent freezes, rent, you know, ban on increase of rent, ban on evictions, bans on this and bans on that and trying to control rent and control the market. And and it all sounds great. But on the other hand, you have a slew of small time landlords packing it in. So is is, is one causing the other? Is is is, is that the problem? They, they are related. I, I mean, the first thing to observe is none of the initiatives that you've mentioned have increased stock yeah. or have even really attempted to increase stock. And, you know, the situation isn't just keep the landlords we have. That that would be great. But we actually need new rental stock to the market. Our population is growing and, you know, Cork's population is growing. And as such, we need new rental stock. And there is no initiative that adds to private rental stock. Um, and if we don't fix that... Um, I'm not saying it's an easy task by any manner of means, but if we don't fix that, rental doesn't get easier for anybody who wants to move to Cork or wants to move out of home or whatever reason you need to move to a new rental. You you mentioned private. I was just going to go down the road of of the council. Council are, to be fair to them, building furiously uh, and have matched all the numbers they said they'd match and and hopefully will match more in 2023. You can't take take that from the council if you're going to be factual here. Michael O'Flynn, the developer, was also talking last week about restraints on, on building privately. So how do we help the private sector, Adam, to build at the rate that we need to get to get rentals out there? Another idea comes from a, Rory Hearn in his new book suggests a state building agency, which of course Michael Flynn is opposed to. Well, what is the solution here, Adam? The solution, I think, is multifaceted. So what you mentioned there, credit to the council, absolutely more social housing is going to improve stock volume. Um, uh, what Michael Flynn has come out and said is that, you know, it's really difficult to make development work with the cost of building materials and where it's gone. If we reach a scenario in the next 12 to 18 months where new stock isn't built privately, then we'll have a problem um, in the sale market as well as the rental market. So I think in the sale market, you know, if interest rates go up, it's going to be difficult for people to buy houses costs have become difficult to develop I think the government will have to look at incentives there around that space and then again back to what I said I think the mom and pop landlord and the professional landlord will need incentives apartment development in in Cork will have to be feasible and if we need to incentivize the development of that we'll have to because the stock actually has to come from somewhere Um, and I think specifically to the private sector that's that's mom and pop landlords and it's it's built to rent define what you mean it's a term you use i know your your colleagues you define what you mean by a mom and pop landlord to me it, it just sounds like a, a, a parents with an extra house that's not what it is no so i think it's any private uh landlord who is a effectively it isn't their full-time role a non-professional I landlord got you. i got you um okay. 
that's a part-time landlord. So okay. you might have a job and you might have one or two houses. That okay. would be the sector I'd be referring to there. Okay. And we need incentives for them to stay in the market, is it? Or get into it? Stay into the market and get into the market. If we want, you know, I, I, I think we're a long way. If you look at, you know, again, mentioning my hometown, Bandon, I think we're a long way from, you know, uh, pension-funded, built-to-rent apartment blocks being built there. That's not going to happen. So where would the private stock come from? You know, we'll have social housing built by the council, which is brilliant. We'll have sale housing built by developers. But who's going to build and hold and rent stock to young families who might move into the town for six months, who, you know, d- don't need a social house and aren't in a position or don't want to b- purchase a house? That section, and that's the group we're talking about today, because that's the group who's you know, experienced a, a hike of 26% in, in rural towns or in Cork towns. Um, and that group needs more stock for that to be affordable for them. Mm. Um, and I think that'll need, that will need small-time landlords to, to make that stock available. Yeah. Lastly, we look at government policy and we look at, you know, if you take Sinn Féin and the left absolutely chomping at the bit for an opportunity to get their hands on housing and, and they, they tell you they'll work a miracle in 10 years. Is it possible to fix this quickly? Can the existing government, could it be doing more at this stage to, to fix something as we quickly all, as it is fixing? I, I, I try to avoid any political commenta- commentary, but both we, sides, we could always do more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can always do more, um, uh, but it's not going to be fixed overnight. It takes a lot of planning. It takes a lot of development. Like, you know, we're, we're hitting the numbers for this year I don't think we're going to hit the numbers for next year. And as such, you know, you know, the people have talked about 35,000 houses a year. You know, in reality, we're crammed and we're above European average at 2.7 people per unit, I think it is at the moment. And as such, we already have a built-up demand for the last number of years, which means we need to be building 50,000 plus a year. So, and we're so far short of that. We're only at 50% of that. So lastly, Rory Hearn suggests in his new book, A State Building Agency. Good or bad idea? Uh, look, anything that would build stock could be a good idea. Um, the the challenge would be to build, make it a cost effective agency that gives it the 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 taxpayer value, right. and I think that would be very challenging. All right, listen, thank you for that, Adam Ferguson, um, consultant with Daft.ie. Courts ninety six FM. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.